getting themselves ready. Let me just chat with you a little bit. Because everybody who has spoken have preached. I told you last year that God put it in my heart to teach you about heaven. In this new year. My focus last year to prepare you for heaven. And we did that from January to December. You will recognize, you will remember in reflection the things I've been teaching you. My major heart last year was a meeting with the prophetic God gave us concerning this earth. Things that will happen from last year to 2017. I found out of which, of course, I I would say that of which those things for last year did happen. Pandemic, he told us, it did happen. And he told us, you protect us, we prayed, he protected us. He told us economic crisis will come, it did happen. He told us that the government of the nations will be confused, it did happen. He told us that he will give discovery and cure to the pandemic too, and other diseases. And he told us the month of October and the month of December. And the vaccine came out in October, and it began to be circulated in December. God told us all these things here, right here. I remember when I was standing here and I told the medical doctors and those who had medical practice uh, in January, at that time there was peace when God said, I will give cure to these diseases. And I said, you guys going to do research if you are in that area. It did happen. But one thing that also did happen and started taking place from last year is the delusion of Lucifer. I played the tape to you in this January, last this January past. The delusion of Satan in the last days. And my greatest focus is not the world. Because according to Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter uh, 2 from verse 1 to 4. No one will deliver the world from the delusion of the devil. When we are in the world, we are under Satan. And he deluded us. Because God told me about delusion, I took about 8 weeks teaching you about heart, mind and how they operate. And helping you to understand how demons and Satan operate through the human mind. And I armed you with what you need to do practically. That that cannot affect you. And I also helped you understand how the Holy Spirit cannot access you. Except you have a conducive mindset. And I did teaching on the mindset that operate the power of God. Because it's not, a, it's not good enough for someone to say I'm born again. But it is also better to experience the born again power. That's the kingdom power. And that was my focus last year. And it worked out with every one of you. I remember I taught you also about the Father's heart. How do you win the heart of the Father? When I tell you that the Lord took me to heaven, uh, Jesus appeared to me. I saw angels and I discussed with them. And he told me this will happen in this part of the world at this time and this date. You mark it. And those things happen over the period of years. I told you how to access that. It's very simple. It is the Father's heart. It is understanding the Father's heart. It is not a gift to some people. It is a privilege available to all who believe in Christ. That's why you do not have the gift of revelation among the nine gifts of the Spirit. And I taught you about the Father's heart. You know, the love for God, what it really is to prepare you last year. Let me say those of you who have been under my tutorship last year, you have, you have, you have, you have gone beyond deception of the enemy. There is no one under my voice globally that Satan can deceive unless if you derogate from those things I have taught you. But you will not. Because you have held fast the true word of God over the years. But you see, 
This year, therefore, I want to teach you about heaven. Not knowing that my beloved will go. You know, for her, I won't say many things about her. When you guys are ready, you tell me. Just give me a sign you are ready. I won't say many things about, many things about uh, uh, Dickiness Moj because I've known her. <laughs> I've known her as my daughter for a long time now. Uh, since uh, herself and pastor came in here as members of Christ with Tabernacle Church, they have sat under my tutorship for years, fired up, built up, empowered, and then manifest. And I, I talk about them, that Pastor Benson and Dickiness Muji, with the two children, uh, Sister Tishi, Brother Ori and Sister Tishi, one thing about the family that so impresses me is that their father and their mother raised a missionary family. I can't advise you not to depart from God because it's a waste. You cannot depart from God. I know you. You can't. Let me say something. When, when the Guinness passed on and I have to go to Bristol to tell them, I told the dad, I have confidence in these children. These are children that they are, their father and their mother, their father plays guitar, they take the mother along, the kids follow, they go from one ministry to the other playing to help churches that don't have musicians, they will go and help them. They will tell me, I say go and help them, because it's the body of Christ. Even sometimes at the expense of their not coming to service. But I know that they are serving God somewhere, helping the work of God somewhere. Until when the Lord, you know, you know uh, um, send them to um, Gloucester, well, Oxbridge first. They, they went to Oxbridge. They were the ones who, who God used to open the door of Oxbridge. And that is where, you know, because they heard about all these Muslim boys who, who you, know, uh, you know, when any minister comes there, any Christian fellowship is coming in Oxbridge University, they will come and disturb it. So when they told me, I said, could you put a meeting there for me? And when they put a meeting there for me, I preached that day only from Quran. I never opened Bible. I preached about who is this Jesus from Quran only. And there was a Saudi Arabian man there. You remember? The guy just stood up and gave his life to Christ. He said he had never known that Quran says that Jesus is the Son of God. It's in the Quran. He didn't know that Jesus Christ would judge the living and the dead. It's in the Quran. Surah 55 verse 66. He didn't understand that Jesus Christ was conceived of the Holy Spirit in Surah 3. And when I showed them that Jesus is even the creator, is in the Surah there. The guy, when I gave what I call, he gave his life to Christ. If not for them, who knows what will happen to that Arabian man. Others ran away. Because they haven't seen someone who will challenge them in their own book and show them in their own book. It's good for you if you are going to be efficient in, in evangelism. You, you, don't, you don't talk about a religion you, don't, you, are, you have not been schooled about. You must learn it and know what they believe. Understand and read about them. And they went from that place, this, the church was pioneered through them. And you know something? Though they pioneered the church, when we sent pastor, we didn't send them. We sent another person to pastor the place. And they moved. Where is? Where next? I said, okay. Gloucester. They went to Gloucester to go and help, though he was a pastor. And after Gloucester, the Lord told me about Bristol, not knowing that God had spoken to him. And when I crossed his path, I said, ah, the Lord is telling me that you should go to Bristol. Move to Bristol. 
Understand he's a professional man. He has his job all around here, you know, school of kids and stuff. But when he told the wife, boom, they moved to Bristol. And now to my amazement, how do we get members in Bristol? Jesus went from street to street preaching the kingdom. And that's how they started. They went to the marketplace and preached the kingdom. And when they played the tape, you will see about that. And God began to bring converts. Of course, a few from here eventually ended up in Bristol. Uh, a few from the closer church who came from Bristol, you know, were used initially. And, you know, some people are scaffolds to build the church. The scaffolds are people who will come at the beginning. And after the church has been built, they will fall away. And the real church will stand. Not everybody who started with you will remain with you to the end. So, and if you look at their lives, as pastor said, if the husband said, God is saying this, the wife said, we go. Hallelujah. That's the kind of wife every wife should be, isn't it? That is my wife too. The head said, God is saying this. The wife doesn't say that. What do you mean by that? If God is saying this to you, you are the head of this house. Let's go. He gives support. And this is what Brother Stock says. I want to tell you this. There is nothing they take, a step in life they take without my knowledge. Nothing. So in their absence, I can talk about them. I can defend their cause anywhere. I, they are not people that, you know, there are some hidden agenda in their life. Their business, she, she, she told me before she started the business. Every detail of the business. Even I sent someone from here to go to her to train so that she would train that person in the business. And when she was talking to the person, after some time, she, came, she called me back and said, Daddy, this person does not want to learn. I said, then leave her alone. Every intricacy of the business I know about it. Because you cannot pray for people if you don't know what they are doing. You can't. And this is a family church. This is how this church is grown, regardless of what your numbers are. And so, to the family, I'm confident. And for the brother Ore and sister Tishi, I'm just very thankful for them. Because when I went to tell them about her departure, you know, what, they, they, what I saw, Many matured people cannot understand. They are not mature like that. I mean matured in age. Some people will break down, begin to cry, and begin to roll on the floor. You know, they did not. I hugged both of them. They did not. They shed tears, of course. I did shed tears too. But they behaved according to First Thessalonians chapter 4. They behaved, conducted themselves. And then, of course, I told them about my own mother. These are children who, uh, my doctrine in CFT is this, to young ones. You have two things in life. Face God, face your academics. And all the kids in this church, that's what they face. They don't follow gang. You won't see any of my boys piercing the air, nose and all stuff like that, walking like a useless man of the street. You can't find them in this church. In this church. Never in CFT Global. And they are part of them. You must appear reasonable gentlemen. And that's, one of, that's they too. And you know, when I told them about the mother, their receptance was very mature. They are even encouraging to those of us who are older. So I know very well that the God your mother serves is in you both. And you know, I told you, I've been to heaven a number of times, you, are, you know it. 
evidence of that being to heaven was that the things Jesus told me will happen on earth. I told you date and time. Those things happen global. If anybody is looking for evidence whether I had a, I was hallucinating or whether I was a, <laughs> a daydreamer, I will ask him that how could I be told that something will happen in America on date and time during the encounter and it happened. It's going to happen in this country, this nation, in the world and it happened. That's a good hallucination. If somebody is such a hallucinator, join that hallucination. But I tell you that he is the God Almighty. He is the reality of God Almighty. And I, I recognize that they have taken their comfort in the fact that their mother traveled. That's what happened. And they are so strong because they have this strong belief that we are going to meet again. And that's what I received from them back. And so for them, we miss those who depart, but we don't... We don't, we, don't, we don't regret them. No, they, they, they just went on a journey. It's like somebody moving from, the, from, from London to Nigeria, and you won't have opportunity to see him in Nigeria until one particular time you will go to Nigeria. And when we go, we will not come back. And that's the position with, with, with um, Dickiness. But let me say this to you. I will teach you from next week. I will teach you from next week. Because time is gone, and I want to make sure that we walk within time. But however, I celebrate the life of the Kines Mojibensi. And I know prophetically, the Bible says, unless the grain of corn falls to the earth, then it abides alone. Because the Lord took her now, what will happen in Bristol? God will use you three for great revival and harvest in Bristol. I will stand by you. Oh, CFT will stand by you. You are part of the family. You know you have a family you can rely upon. Okay? And we work together to, to the time that I will be taken home to. When it's time for me to go, you will be part of those who will, who will say, the Apostle said this, and we thank God for his life. I've said that when I die, if anybody cry, remember what I said to you? If they put my coffin down and you cry, I will come out of my coffin, give you a slap, and go back. Because how can you cry for somebody who is rejoicing? Let me tell you one little brief story. We all existed with God before He sent us. That's the scripture. So when God, if God can depart with us and send us a family as a caretaker, at the time that we should go back, why shouldn't the family release us back? We, God owns us. He only gave us short tenancy. And when the tenancy is over, it says, come over, son. It's quite interesting. We on her begin to cry, begin to wail, calling the person to come. And the person says, no, don't cry. Don't, don't pray that for me. I'm going back home. You don't understand. I'm, I'm back home already. Those who have accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. But let me say this to you. The only key to heaven is salvation through Christ. Are we together? What I would have taught you today, you know, in living the victorious life has to do with it. The only key is salvation to Christ. What about obedience to the word of God? What about living a righteous life? <clears throat> living a righteous life is an anchor that holds you on the boat so that you will not sink. But if you're a Christian and you are living unrighteous life, you know what happens to you, you sink. You get out of the boat. You die, you won't get to heaven. So simple. It is so simple. Because you are not saved from sin to sin okay the purpose for salvation from sin is not for you and i to live in sin i would together now anybody who still love the world 
Christ is not in him. You are just a joker. Another thing about salvation is that we are called by God to obedience. Obedience is obedience. And you know there are some obedience we have on earth that we reward, we have the reward in heaven. There are some obedience we have on earth, we have the reward in this world. I will together now. I will talk more about this to you next Sunday. There are some obedience we have on earth. And we have the reward on earth. There are some we have in heaven. On earth. We, we, we will be on earth. But we have the reward in heaven. Let me read this book of Titus. Titus is the book we are studying now. On earth. We, have just, we are just finishing Titus, isn't it? Look at my, Mr. Titus. Uh-huh. If you look at Titus, chapter 3. Paul was speaking to the to, to Titus and the church. He said, remind the people, as the Titus, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to, to be ready to do whatever is good. If you obey authority, Paul said that you'll be spared the rod. Isn't it? If you disobey authority, you will not be spared the rod. That's why we have the judiciary system. That's why we have law. That's why we have enforcers of law. You break the law, you just be a victim. Let me say this. I've been telling all of you, and I say it again. Delusion of Satan is in the church global. Okay? Concerning COVID, people who didn't have eyes to see spiritually are trying to tell you what is not God about COVID. I just have to clear this before I move on. Because, you see, if you are told by government that their knowledge about COVID is that you keep a, a safe distance and you cover your nose with it, it's in the Bible. It's in Isaiah. But today it's not a preach about that. If you decide not to, you catch COVID, you just go. It's so simple. It will be, a, it will be hypocrisy for someone not to cover his nose and catch COVID and go to hospital. You are a hypocrite. Because if you know that you have what you call faith, which I, 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 I will presume and define as presumption of faith. And then you decide to break the rule of the government and then you go out and you are infected. When you are infected, it will be hypocrisy for you to go and seek help. No, 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 no. no. You must seek help from that belief you have. Isaiah says that when my plague shall pass, lock yourself up in the room. Do not come out until my plague passes. That's what God said in Isaiah. So if anybody says that, oh, you Christian who put on uh, nose, uh, you, are, you don't have faith, tell them they are stupid. Let, refer them to me. I will take them to Ijebu land. We will go to the boy who were there, which we go to preach. That's why we have been going to preach now. Where they call forbidden forests, where they behead human beings and sacrifice them, let them come and their faith will go there. Don't let anyone deceive you, especially Lucifer. He comes as angels of light. You get me now. Somebody says, I'm not going to take the, uh, the vaccine because of all the rubbish and stuff they are talking about. And you, you, have, you take Panadol. Is that not hypocrisy? No, 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 no. When you are sick, you go to hospital to, 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 to be given some medications. When God told us here that the, he will give cure to the disease, and he told us the disease is coming. We are not into a place where it could be, we, are, we are not part of those government deceived because we heard about it from God. We knew about it. It's still, the video is available. Satan will not delude you. 
Are we together? During this prayer night we have been having, we had a number of people here by COVID, of COVID, both in the UK and outside UK. People who have been verified, and then they, they joined the prayer, and God spoke about it. They were healed. And they went cleared. People were healed of various sicknesses and diseases. But you understand something that when Jesus came to Nazareth, he did not heal every sick. When Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, he went to only one man. The Bible says that the pool of Bethesda, there are lame and the blind. But Jesus went to one man. Why did Jesus pick and choose? There are more mad people in Gadara. Those of you who went with me to Israel, you will remember. When we went to Gadarene, more mad people in Gadara. But it's only one that Jesus went to heal. So we must understand the fact that and this COVID period, men, a number of pastors have died. I mean righteous men. Died. They died by COVID. If they were not exposed, those ones would not have died. Do we understand it? So, to obey the rule, to obey authority, if you are born again, you must obey the rule. Because Jesus, the Bible says, yeah, remind the people to subject to rulers, to, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to, to be ready to do what is good. And if we look at Romans chapter, three, chapter 13, verse 1, it says everyone must submit himself to the governing authority. The Bible says you must. And so if you disobey the Bible, you cannot claim anything with God. The Bible says you must. And somebody is saying that, but, but, show me that but in the Bible. This is a church where I show you the Bible. If I teach anything that is not in the Bible, confront me. That's what I tell you all the time. I'm not a minister who will say that you have preached something and said that, no, don't ask me questions. Ask me questions. We have apostles' question time. My Bible says you must, that is compulsory, submit to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. God established the authority. And it says the authorities that exist have been established by God. Parliament, house of laws, and the rest of it. And it says, consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring what? Judgment on themselves, the Bible says so. So a believer should obey the authority. For rulers hold no terror... For those who do right. And of course, you understand that why would God be so emphatic about that? In the book of Isaiah chapter 3 verse 22, he says, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, and the Lord is our king. He, uh, he is, he, it is he who saves us. So the legislator, the, the executive, and uh, the, um, um, the executive, the legislator, and the judiciary is set up by God. Is set up by God. So, obey the word of God and submit to authority. That is a way to victorious living. For Dickens Moji, I read this, I have just about 10 minutes, I'll finish that. I have the clock with me. For Dickens Moji, write it down. Number one, there's a time for everything. I will teach on this that I'm giving you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity. So the, I'm going to look into the word time and the difference between time and season. And we're going to look at the word of activity and we're going to look at the time as equated to everything. So that we can have better understanding. But there is a time for everything that is each thing to come into fruition. There is a time. But there is a period which is determined for activities. 
And it says, a time to be born and a time to die. So, these two times have already taken place in the life of Dickens Munch. Now, nothing is new under heaven. Write that down. And we'll look at that critically too. That's number two. Nothing is new under heaven. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 15. It says, whatever is has already been. And what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. We'll look at this. For Dickens Munch now, her past is being called to account before God now. And one thing about this calling to the past to account is that when you get to that season, you do not have opportunity to do anything to either hinder it or to do better. It's gone. It's gone. Everybody will go through it. Number three, all your years are but few days. She's, she's just got a few days to turn 50. And if you look at her years, we can calculate the number of days she spent on her. I will get there now. Not how much, but it's how well. Okay? Those who died at 50, in a short time, they've forgotten. Those who died at 100, will soon be forgotten. That's just a fact. So, nothing new under heaven. All your years are but few days. And those few days, number four, have been determined and numbered by God. You know, I listened to the um, Savi Lagos and Pastor Dakbo was mentioning this, that he believes that before you come, your days have been determined. This is the scripture that says it. He believes in scripture. Job chapter 4, 14 verse 5. Man's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months. And have set limits he cannot exceed. You know, for, for Dickness Mojmoj, we have been in this issue, you know, when she's, she first was struck by this um, the, the cancer issue. You know, that was about um, four years ago or five years ago. We prayed. And she's a woman of faith. When they say she's a woman of faith, that means she's a woman of faith. You know, I'm a man of faith. I fear nothing under heaven. You are my weaknesses. A person that have done, that have practiced Christianity to the place of no fear has got to a place of flowing. Nothing. Satan has no more weapon to use against people like that. Let me say this to you. Mommy read something to you. Let me read this to you that he, she sent to me. I will read it very briefly. This is 13th of January 2020. Praise be to God. Who has given us victory over sickness? This is the much. And disease. By his stripes we were healed. I was discharged from, from further treatment yesterday by the oncologist. He basically confirmed the revelation God has given me. That I was already healed. A testimony to what Jesus already finished on the cross. This is Dickiness Moji Benson. And this is what she sent to me. Last year, January. So we have, last year, January. We have been in this matter. The November one, she had, you know, she had been cleared before. Okay, of this situation. And she came back and she was recovering, recuperating. And another thing with her and uh, Professor Benson is that they never spread it. Mm-mm-mm. Only them, the, myself, mommy, 
and that's it. And they were still going to the evangelism. People were seeing her in church doing the work. Because when the doctors first said that she had two weeks or so to live, four years ago or whatever, and she believed in God, she said she would believe in God because they said they can't treat you anymore. Okay, let me believe in God therefore. If you cannot treat me anymore, if you are treating me, you say I will, I will live three years, but if you don't treat me, I will die two years. What is the difference? And she said, I'm going to believe in God. And after she believed in God, after a few months of prayer by faith, she went back and the doctor said, we don't know what you are doing to yourself. This thing has reduced to very tiny thing. And the doctor said that whatever you are doing to yourself, continue it. Because in medicine, we have no understanding of this. You are not supposed to be alive, according to medical records. But the, the, the spread has reduced to a little tiny thing. And that was when the, the doctors would say, we, don't, we can't give chemotherapy anymore. And then I said, well, this small one now we can treat. <laughs> Isn't it? And so they did. And the Lord healed her. So, concerning faith, she has the faith. But the fact is this, that Job said, Our days have been numbered, and we, God has set limits that we cannot exceed. When the time comes, whether she was sick, whether she was Ill, uh, healed, she would depart at the time she did. And no, we are talking together in the hospital. Have you been Bristol? It's just very close to us. We would have been there every day. But we called her, spoke to her. I remember a time in um, uh, September or so that she had some grievous pain. She called me in the midnight. Isn't it, Pastor? And when she called me and she was crying, I just started praying in tongues. I prayed in tongues for 25 minutes. And by 25 minutes, when praying in tongues, by 25 minutes, I saw her release saying, In Jesus' name. And she said, Daddy, it has gone. All the pain is gone. All the pain is gone. She said, You stop praying when all the pain left. She said, Can you see what I'm saying? Daddy, this is the Lord. I said, Yes, man. That is the Lord. So she had faith. And it, has, it is her faith that has taken her to eternity. Number five, death is the destiny of all man. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. A good name is better than a fine perfume, the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of every man. The living should take it to heart. Number six, to die if you are born again. It's gain. Who, who wants to do business and don't want gain? Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 to 22. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if you are not living for Christ, just change your mind. Beginner's Moji, to live is Christ. When she was in her she was telling me her plans for the work of God. You know, we want to buy property in Bristol. She was believing that God would buy the property through her. A person who is doing business only because she has this mindset that I will be able to do something for God. You think God will not bless the business? He will, and God did. Her heart is Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now, number six, to die is gain. Number seven, why do the righteous die and good people perish? Isaiah 57, 1 and 2 says, Is the righteous perish and no one ponders it in his heart? Devout men are taken away and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared of evil. Those who walk up enter into peace. 
They find rest as they lie in death. She found a rest. Number eight, the dead in Christ will rise first. And that is Thessalonians. I don't need to read that to you because you all should know that. Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15 to 17. I have two more to give you. Number nine, death is, the, is not the, the end of life. It is the beginning of life. Job chapter 19, verse 25 to 27. And finally, number 10. Paradise, the eternal home of Christians. And you can write down John 14, 1 to 3. Jesus said, I'm going to my father's house to prepare a mansion for you. I have been to my own house in heaven. They are not just building, they finished it. And Jesus took me one day to heaven and showed me my house. He permitted me to walk around it. I told you when I came. The angel that was assigned to be singing in my house, I said, but why? The Lord said, because you love to sing to me when you are on earth. Let me say this to you. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. I remember one time that I was taken to heaven, and I saw pillars in heaven. I told you, I think I shared this with you. It's in my book that I wrote, My Encounter with, with Jesus and His Holy Angels. I was using my hand to strike the pillar, because from my engineering knowledge the properties that were put together to build the pillar are not complementary they cannot bond in engineering you don't have a bonding agent for such and i was expecting to see a joint and it was smooth but yet they bonded heaven is real paul's advice to us concerning paradise, First Timothy chapter six twelve. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you were made. When when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, we have to fight the good fight of faith. It's not. It's good to come to church, but but it's not good enough. Do something. Do something. For the Lord, do something. I mean something meaningful. Something that can sympathize with the sinners and bring them to Christ. Something that can give hope to the hopeless. Something that can bring the reality of Christianity to those who are destitute. So that they will not say that, you know, I, I, you know we had. But they will say that also, you know, this is what the Lord has done through you to me. Do it. We have to fight a good fight of faith. And... Dickiness Muji fought a good fight of faith. So 2 Timothy 4, 7-8 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. Now she has got the crown. It's no more her prayer. She has got the crown. Whenever people depart, I feel homesick. I feel homesick. But you know something? As Paul said, I have two fighting within me. My eyes have seen the glory of paradise of heaven. I want to go and not come back here however 
My eyes have seen the need for humanity to experience Christ, the true gospel. Not the wishy-washy gospel that I've been flying through media. The gospel that does not transform a human being into the spirit being that God created. And that is fighting in my spirit with a great anger. For that alone, I decide to remain. But if that is done, or when it's done, I will say, Now, Lord, let thy servant depart, for my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. I leave it with you. If all these things we are saying about Dickness much, what will be said about you if now is your own time? I'm not saying now. You must know this. If God retained you and I on earth, it's because there's still an assignment to do. And you must find out the assignment and do it. A time will come that we may wish and plan, like Sister Moj, I know the plan she has for four years, for five years. She's a long-time planner. You know, what she had worked, the table she had laid down. But when it's time, she told the husband, I'm ready to go. Because there are better things beyond. And the Lord will strengthen and bless everyone who have heard me. Those of you who are hearing me across the globe, may the Lord strengthen your spirits. May the Lord grant us all a listening ear and a heart that will obey God. A heart that will serve God that cannot be deceived or deluded by all the delusion of the devil in these last days. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Let me pray for the family. Stand up, three of you, please. Lord, I thank you for this house. Give you the glory and honor and praise. It was one, and then two, and then the two became one, and out of them came him. And came her. Rande supra glentos came abroad this Canada Sanadish. No sotole breaka kaina katanda hulima hayatahu. Delele supra yamande mos pralagronde shalamambro da hiriandosa. Totolo be Bible boshki marandai katona mombra digos on the hi. That the name of he that lives forever and ever be glorified. We thank you, Lord, for this family. A tree planted by God who can uproot. Anoint in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And ask for strength for, the, for tomorrow. I ask for fulfillment of all what God has spoken concerning you and the vision. Anoint your Son in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord God strengthen you both in your inner man. You will fulfill destiny. The Bible says the child grew in stature and he grew in the knowledge of God. As you grow in stature, you grow in the knowledge of God. You will fulfill the destiny of heaven. You will go beyond the miles of your mother. All her desires for you both shall be fulfilled. Unto you if she will to the earth she would not want to depart because of you and this household 
But she has to will unto he who lives forever and ever. For he set the limit. I ask for the rest of your life that the ancient of days shall be glory over you. What her wishes for you, which is yet to be fulfilled, I call them to manifestation in the name of Jesus. May the Lord anoint your lips with power, anoint your fingers, anoint your tongue. And may he be pillar of fire around this family. May he be the glory within this home. He had been, but may the glory be made manifest and revealed. You will eat the fruit of your labor. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall be yours in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you so much for grace. I will thank you for giving it to this family. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen.